talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Guys, this is a very fun bonus episode of Green Eggs and Dan. The incredible Tawny Newsom was my co-host, and we got to interview our great friend and Bajillion Dollar Properties co-star, Paul F. Tompkins. Tawny is a comedian who can be seen on IFC's Brockmire and listened to on her podcast, Yo, Is This Racist? on Earwolf. Paul F. Tompkins, boy, oh boy, where do I begin? He is a comedy genius who plays Mr. Peanut Butter on BoJack Horseman. He is the creator of the legendary podcast Spontaneation. He can also be heard on the podcast Freedom on Earwolf. I think he may be one of the funniest people in the world. Please welcome Tawny Newsom and Paul F. Tompkins. Tawny. Hi. How are you? You just got back I'm great. from the ice land. I did. The land of ice, fire, snow, and volcanoes. That's not their slogan, but <laughs> it's what I saw there. Yeah. I saw a lot of cool things. It's a very cool place. What did you eat? Anything exciting? I ate so much fish. I ate every kind of fish. There's yeah. all of the- A little on the nose. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> you know, that's what they gave me. Also, uh, anything else was $25 for a hamburger, so- <laughs> Oh, is it one of those? Oh, it's a crazy expensive place. Really? Everything there. I mean, we went like total. Like the fish also or just the imported stuff? The fish, you know, if you're in like a more remote town and they just like caught it that day, like it's a little cheaper. But if you're in Reykjavik, yeah, you're spending like 30 to $40 on a regular lunch entree. No way. Yeah. But it's a really cool, weird place with a lot of like pickled things and like different kind of smoked cured fishes, obviously, and Little langostino lobsters that are, like, super succulent. Is it a lot like the food uh, court in Ikea's? Oh, no. You're thinking of Sweden? That's a different country. Got it. Should have done my research. Yeah, you Uh, need your your No, did did you do the fermented shark? Uh, I I know about the fermented shark. I've seen that in uh, a lot of Bourdain. Whenever he goes there, he does it. I did. This very nice man who actually is, like, a PA for uh, a bunch of movies that shoot in Iceland made so much money PAing in Iceland that he opened his own restaurant— He's just, he's like a 28-year-old kid. Okay. He's got this cool restaurant. It's called Icelandic Street Food. There's a plug for, <laughs> if you're going to Reykjavik, go eat We're there. going to have a link on our on our site. Um, but he sells like $6 little uh, chunks of this shark, and it's disgusting. Does it? It's horrifying. Is it awful? I, I heard it has like almost a urine He literally told us, do not open this in this, <laughs> in this establishment. He said, <laughs> go on the street. Come he goes, on. don't open it in your car. It's like a little thumb, like a little ramekin, a tiny thing. And he's like, just open this on the street, take one bite and throw it away. Wow. And that's exactly, I couldn't even swallow it. It's like uh, the Viking version of, um, what's that fruit that in Asia you're not allowed to eat it in the subways? Mm. It's like uh, jackfruit. Is it jackfruit? No, jackfruit you can eat. Not- durian? Durian, yes. Thank durian you. you. It's like, dur- yeah, you're not allowed, oh. it's illegal to eat it in the subways in Asia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Hey. So it's, it's I, let's, let's call it Viking Dorian. Viking Dorian. Yeah. That's accessible <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for people. Yeah. Um, okay, so you took it out, you ate it. What Gag reflex or? No, it's just like, like I'm okay with weird, uh, I don't like get grossed out by things easily, but it just yeah. was so unpleasant. It was just like filling, first of all, it was like the t- consistency of chewing on a pencil eraser. Yes. So that's not fun. And then it's like the most fish, the most like ammonia-y. Oof. Yeah, I just spit it right out. Really? But you know what's crazy about Iceland? The cheapest produce to buy there, avocados. 
What? Isn't that so weird? I think they get them from Africa or something. Really? Yeah. They have, they have a deal with the Africans. So we went to the grocery store. My husband and I were camper vanning around. So we did a lot of cooking our own food because we were there to like hike and see nature. So I was like not trying to spend a bunch of money on mediocre fish yeah. meals. Um, but you did on one though. You said you had you had one fuck off meal. Yeah, we did. For our anniversary, we went to this place. I can't speak this language. My mouth doesn't. There's a lot of O's with slashes through them. You know, I'm like really good with a lot of languages, but I think like the the brownness of me will not allow me to speak anything that's that close to the Arctic Circle. Yeah. Like, I yeah. can't fuck with any Nordic languages at all. So this place is called Grillmarkshawinch. <laughs> we will not have a link to it on our website. <laughs> but it's an incredible meal if you're in Reykjavik. We had these like, they have this like 4,000 degree uh, grill that they throw shit on. Ooh, so, was it like a big green egg type thing? I don't know. It's like a big flat, like okay. a, I don't know, they're at like a, a <laughs> flat top grill, basically, like okay. a fancy flat top they grill. grill. They had a grill. They had a grill. And they cooked like these amazing king crab legs and they just cook them so fast that the outside gets incredibly like charred and burnt and then they like squeeze lemon all over it and the inside's super juicy and almost like kind of raw. Love it's crazy. That. Wow. I love that. So that was a good one. That was a great one. Tasting, that was, was it tasting menu type situation? No, because I have all these fucking dietary restrictions. Which so we are about that. to get to, which we really annoys me. No, I know. You chose one of my me favorite thinking people that I was. To, you're one of my favorite people to eat with. I love eating with Tawny. And apparently one of uh, the uh, <laughs> cast members of the Jillian Dollar Properties, <laughs> um, Mandelmon, gave her a book and it completely changed. I'm so, Okay. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of anyone with a Netflix uh, account just like, have you seen this documentary? You can't eat meat anymore. Yeah, well, that's not what I you did, You can't dude. do it. That's you not what just, I did. Do you know that it hurts cows to be that's turned into burgers? I'm it's in not my, a pleasant experience. This is a different thing. I'm in my mid-30s. I've been eating a bunch of shit my whole life. I've had great meals my whole life. I was tired of feeling sluggish every day. Mandel gave me a book. Mandel's the thinnest person I've ever met. <laughs> she gave me a fucking book, and I was like, sure, I like vegetables. Let me just do it differently. And now I feel amazing. Oh so you God. know what? Shut up about your documentary. No. I've seen all those, and I was still eating meat anyway. <laughs> so what was it about this book that that that, that tipped you over the edge? Getting- it doesn't even have videos. Of, of things dying. Because I just tried it for like two days and I was like, holy shit, I do feel better. What is it? What is it? It's just- basically just like, try to be vegan and if you can't, oh, fuck it. God. So I, I'm gonna... <laughs> That's the whole book? Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Did she just write a post-it and hand it to you? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know what you should be proud about though is that I'm extremely flexible. So when I go somewhere like Iceland, I'm gonna eat all the fish. You didn't... You you spat it out. No, but the book is like, if it doesn't taste good, don't fucking eat it. Well, you don't do dairy. You didn't do dairy before and now you don't do dairy and anything else I haven't apparently. done dairy for seven years, bruh. Anyway, uh... I have no desire to go to Iceland for the food. I think it would be a fun... I think you went for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the most incredible looking place I've ever been. But uh, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back with our best friend in the world, Paul F. Tompkins. Yay! Okay, we are back. And now we are going to meet our guest today. Paul F. Tompkins is here. Yeah. Hello, fam. I love you. Thank you so much for doing the show. Of course. It's like a little mini reunion. Yeah. Any any excuse to get to see you guys. Oh, come on. Even this. Well, <laughs> you were just already in the building anyway. Right? <laughs> yeah, you live right. and sleep here? Chances are I yeah. would have been passing through. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming. Uh, hopefully you won't regret being here because we are about to take a look in your fridge. Paul. All right. Paul sent us pictures of his refrigerator and we are going to go through uh, it. I love these pictures. These are great, Paul. Uh, what are you 
talking about? Okay. I love these pictures. I do because, because I don't know, because like I think a fridge, like you get used to the way yours looks all the time. Like mm-hmm. I have my fridge. I don't look in a lot of people's fridges. It's very voyeur. It's, it's very voyeuristic. <laughs> so to see Voyeur-ish. these little details, I'm just going to dive right in. First of all, on the top shelf, you have a 1996 bottle of Dawn. <laughs> Ooh, Just chilling up there. Right. I forgot that was in there. And that's been in there for that. This is this is its second house, by the way. Really, really. Yes. Why yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. Why is it, it? It looks like it has duct tape on the side of it. Like you had a celebration. You're about to it celebrate. It's not duct tape. I think it came with that. I think that was uh, that was like sent to the house for some occasion. I can't remember if we bought that for an occasion or if that was sent to the house as a congratulations for something. Got it. Um, but it's it's <laughs> it is not duct tape, but it's. It, it, there is some tape on there. Okay. Um, the other thing that that that's struck me is over here in the corner. Yeah. You have uh, Whole Foods brand steak sauce. It looks like. Yes, from uh-huh. the three sixty five. My wife loves the three sixty five by Whole Foods. Uh huh. Really. She loves it. I, love I do it too. too. When we went there, the when it first opened in our neighborhood, <sighs> she was so excited about it. She was like, <laughs> she's like, you have to come with me. <laughs> To the supermarket. And so we went on a Saturday. It was like the first Saturday they were open. And it was like Soviet Russia in there where there was <laughs> a ton of people, incredibly long lines. Shelves were empty because people had just come in. Just and grabbing like, it. Yeah, what? I don't understand. Okay, if you don't know what the 365 is, I don't know if they have them in all cities. It is a Whole Foods store that is less expensive. It's and selected has- cities like an independent movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I didn't Wide know release that. And other, oh yeah, yeah. I it's, didn't know that. I thought that it's a brand. It's a Whole Foods brand that's in all Whole Foods. I didn't know that it's an actual. It is. That's how it started. Okay. And then they made. And then Whole Foods made a, a spinoff supermarket. <laughs> yeah. How? Like the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made a spinoff show. <laughs> Cross promoting for a show I am not on. Um, <laughs> but it's a supermarket where they've gotten rid of like the fifty dollars bottles of balsamic vinegar. And like the expensive cheeses and stuff, so it's a more affordable. It's like their Trader Joe's sort of. Yeah, yes, and it's exactly. primarily the three sixty five products. Wow, sprinkled in with some other products. Um, yes. Okay. Well, you know, look, I love the three sixty five brand as well, mm-hmm. but there's some things that I feel like you need to go for Old Faithful. Like I wouldn't want three sixty five brand sriracha, which you have sriracha here. Yes. And I feel like you want that. Uh... Well, that's because you know why. Why? Because there is a chemical in real sriracha <sighs> that. Okay, fine. Fuck you. This is why you have me on here. You said you <laughs> know right. more about food than anyone That's I right. know. Was this in the book that Mandel gave no, you? No, this shit I learned a long time ago when I went to the Whole Foods looking for regular ass sriracha, and they were like, <laughs> this bearded dude was like, actually, you know, there's a chemical in that that we don't find to be blah, 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 whatever. So they make their own, but it doesn't taste as good. You need yeah, that poison. You need that chemical. You need that poison. But now here's the thing. Here's what you must know. Yeah. I don't use steak sauce. I put nothing on my steak. Good. Ooh. I put nothing on my steak. My wife loves steak sauce. Regardless of the cut of steak, you'll put nothing on your steak? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. Really? I, yeah, I, I don't I don't feel like it needs it. You Usually know a mean? filet or a ribeye, I'm with you. I think like when it comes to like a skirt steak or a hanger steak, mm-hmm. I like a little I like a little sauce. A little that. seasoning I like, but not Just but salt not and a pepper? Sauce. Or you yeah. like like a dry rub? I, I leave it up to the chef. Oh, I want to yeah. get back to the fridge. I yeah. really identify with this, Paul. Also, also, there is a bottle of A1 in there somewhere. <laughs> My oh, wife takes no chances. <laughs> oh, wait. I think you're right. It's right, it's right behind. In the steak sauce section. It's right behind the steak so, sauce. So, Paul, I identify with this because I also am married and have two people in my house. So you've got a, a carton of almond milk 
and then straight up carton of whole vitamin D whole milk yes. as well. Who is drinking what? The almond milk was for me. Cool. Um, and the uh, uh, the regular milk is for my wife. I milk. I I'm not a milk drinker. I kind of find it. Disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> and so I, I made, uh, I decided, you know, my doctor told me that my cholesterol was high. And so rather than go on pills, tried to manage it with diet. And so I was eating cereal, which I don't like that much. Mm-hmm. What kind of cereal were you rocking? I was trying everything. Really? Mm-hmm. I was trying everything. Like a- any kind of healthy cereal. Oh, God. I'm a muesli yeah. guy. You know? I muesli is a little morning. too extreme for me. If you leave it much. in the milk for a while, Ugh, let it soften up. Well, it's tough. You were going from like a hot breakfast, I remember you telling yeah. me. You love a hot breakfast. I love a hot you breakfast. You love a hot breakfast. Wait, Just, like what? Like eggs and bacon? Yeah, and that? man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Eggs, bake, potato, you know, the hot here's, breakfast. Here's what I like for, for a reasonable breakfast for me is <laughs> a couple eggs and some of those uh, vegetarian um, – Sausage patties from Morningstar Morning Star. Farms. Mm-hmm. I like the hot and spicy. Hot and spicy Morningstar. <laughs> Hell yeah. I've never had these. <gasps> They're really good. Yeah. Can I can I go on a, off on a tangent? Nods for, all around. For a second, can I go off on a tangent? You can do whatever you want. The other, oh, wait. I play the jingle. Great. Right. I went to- uh, <laughs> It's time for a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Sign. Cosine. Tangent. Um, I- <laughs> No. Wait, no? That's not the tangent jingle? Do your tangent. <laughs> I went to Umami Burger two days ago. Mm-hmm. I had the Impossible Burger. I went with a friend of mine who is a veg, and it's impossible that this is not meat. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I swear to God, I feel like I have one of the better palates of everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. If you didn't tell me that it, it was it was veg, I wouldn't have known. That's cool. It blew my mind. Yeah. Do you think it's meat? I think we'll find out one day <laughs> that it's totally meat. Do you think that's what makes is it, it so impossible? Maybe just meat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just like, it's impossible, That right? would be an amazing yeah. scam. It's the Millie <laughs> Milli Vanilli of burgers. Uh, We're going to find uh, out one day. Um, it was meat all along. Wait, there, there was another thing I wanted to talk about in this first. There's so many things. Uh, oh, I know well, we first of all, I see a little badois peeking in the back. Little you see what? the badois? Badois is a very uh, fancy pants sparkling water. And it's peeking its little... Uh, oh, that would be my wife as well. Yeah. Mm. I like the way your wife uh, eats and drinks. It, it, by the way, this is a very condiment-heavy fridge, but like the best condiments. It's like, this is the best college fridge I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like you have preserves, not jam. <laughs> yeah. This is lovely. Oh, and tell me... <laughs> you have uh, a sambal. Tawny was pointing out this. Is it like a... Is it a New, New Orleans-y thing, this coffee? Oh, Cafe du Monde. Yes. Yeah. You got that Cafe du Monde. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Chicory coffee. It's what delicious. is that stuff? It's a uh, it's coffee grounds, but they they blend chicory in it, so it has that distinct taste. What's chicory? It's a root. It's like a uh, I don't know. It's like a clove type of. Oh, deal. okay, got it. Right. Sure. Yeah. I've never known, and I've never <laughs> questioned it. I guess I kind of made that up, but it sounds. You know. I I do not know where that coffee came from or how long it has been in the fridge. Ooh. I also love bold choice. You go tall cans of La Croix. That is my wife's preference. What? I don't drink La Croix. None at all. No, I don't. I don't get it. I don't okay. see what's so great about it. Can I tell you something that really bothers me about La Croix? Sure, Dan, please. This is a, this is a place where you can air these grievances. Those assholes. <laughs> if you go on their site, they say it's pronounced La Croix. Sure. Well, spell it C-R-O-Y then. Oh! Pew, pew, pew! This is where we put sparkling beverages on blast. La Croix, you just got your ass danded to you. Ooh! You're next, Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LaCroix for me is, um, I, uh, 
it's the same with with like cucumber water or if you go to a restaurant and they just put lemon in your water. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, I don't like the the hint of a flavor of a thing. Okay. Like if I want I just want to drink water. Yeah. Yeah. To because it's water. That's like that's like why I asked for it. Yes. And the the hint of a flavor thing is like I'd rather just have the whole thing or not that thing. Yeah. But I don't get the appeal of it tastes slightly like this. You know what I'm getting from you is that you're a pure bold flavor palette. Like you want a steak that tastes like a steak. You are not putting sauces on it. You don't want a hint of a flavor. You want a full hot breakfast. PBFs all the way. You're yeah. not trying to eat a a, a cold grainy. Cereal situation. <laughs> also, <laughs> I, I'm bold, pure palate, Paul. Yeah, I get that. But I also get the, you know, oh, that liquid that keeps us all alive and has for billions of mm-hmm. years. Yeah, we can perfect that. Yeah. You know what would make it better? If it sort of tasted almost like lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> and they have the coconut one that's a very polarizing flavor, the coconut la croix. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, people oh, yeah. go nuts. Either they love it. It's like country music of sparkling water. They either love it or they can't get enough of it. I'm ending or they, it. Or they can not. They either, either love, love it, it or they, they can't, can't live without it. <laughs> All right, that's enough sparkling water talk. Okay. Because <laughs> comedians talk about sparkling water too much, and I'm like, we it's have other. It's true. Why? Because it's like the easiest, I don't know. Can I admit something since, uh, you know, uh, we haven't been on set for a bajillion in such a long time? Hmm. I would be, I would jack like two LaCroix every day. Why are you talking this like we part? don't know this? I would take, oh, you knew, you guys knew? Yeah. The whole time? I knew that you were always. You're taking. saying you would you would take two home? Yeah, and I had a fridge full. <laughs> what just a slowly, confession! I would slowly fill up my fridge. It was like the Shawshank Redemption, where you just slowly, <laughs> come on, a little bit at a time. I had a fridge full of, of You'd stolen like, like shake, shake a can out of your pant leg when you got back to your <laughs> apartment. <laughs> Paul, what is in the glass? It looks like a glass lock Pyrox Pyrex Tupperware. Uh yes, that is some leftovers, which is my wife's favorite food. Um, is there she, anything that you eat in this fridge, Paul? It's not a wife. whole lot, really. Um, well, my, my wife cooks. She loves to cook. And so she cooks for us um, very often. And uh, I am not a big cook. I, I make – well, it's also since we got together, um, if someone has in, – in a relationship – in a couple, if someone has a strength mm-hmm. and they're stronger than you are at that thing, mm-hmm. they take over that – area and then your skills atrophy mm-hmm. in that area. 100%. <laughs> so I haven't like cooked cooked for myself in such a long time. Wow. And I, it's like, but I used to all the time yeah. when I lived by myself. Of course I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, to eat. My wife went out of town for a month to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. She was doing a play and I was like, what do I do? I couldn't, I couldn't get it together <laughs> to cook and I, I ordered food every single day. Oh my God. Every single day. I love it. Did you get sick of it? Or were you just like, I got to make something? Yes, but it was always too late. Because another thing about me is I am all of a sudden hungry. And then it's like, mm-hmm. now I have to have food immediately. It's mm-hmm. not like, I should plan ahead because in a couple hours it'll be time for dinner and I'm going to want to eat something. It's like, I'll just be doing what I'm doing. And then it's like, I must eat now. Yeah. Right. And then it's too late, you know? Yeah. And, because cooking when you're starving Ooh. is yeah. the worst thing in yeah. the world. Starting a braise Ooh. when you're really, really hungry. Now, let me ask you this. This this can transition into uh, one of our questions we wanted to ask you, which is slow food, fast food, home food. What's your favorite slow food? Like, a let's say... Um, uh, you know, like let's say you're going to find your favorite fancy pants restaurant. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite fast food fast food meal that you got? Okay. And what's your favorite uh, home cooked meal that Janie uh, cooks for you? 
Ooh. The best fine dining experience you've ever had. Mm. It doesn't have to be fine dining. I would say this could be chef-driven restaurants, you know, something that's... I'm going to say Italian food, for sure, is my favorite to, to go out to eat. Uh, I, to me, you cannot beat Italian food. And I'm, I'm half Italian. I grew up with it. And every Sunday we would have what my mother called red sauce. Yeah. Um, and would she, would she cook a, a big bowl of it with a bunch of like mystery meats inside and use it for the pasta as well? No, this Wait, is like, a, it's a Sunday. It's like, you know, they have a, they have a cotecino of sausage in there. They've got a, a pork shoulder in there and then they kind of cook it all together. And she would not get too fancy with it. She usually kept it pretty simple and it would be some type of pasta with red sauce and sometimes meat, sometimes not, you know, meatballs or sausage or whatever. Sometimes she would, you know, cook a big pot of that stuff. Um, Every once in a while, we'd have like chicken cacciatore or something like that. Mm. Um, And once a month, she would make her own pasta. Ooh, cool. Once a month, she would like get out the machine and crank it. And, you know, it was like an all day process. And then you have to like leave it out to dry. So it'd be like, on various towels and hanging over things in the kitchen. Um, and I'm embarrassed to say now, I did not like the homemade pasta as much as the store-bought Ooh. pasta. You know what? Can you I like tell you chemicals? something? That's okay. I love chemicals. <laughs> I, I will tell you that is okay. And even in the in pretentious uh, foodie circles, mm. there is something that you get from a dry pasta you can't get from a fresh pasta, mm-hmm. which is the al dente. You, cannot, you can never get that from a fresh pasta. True. However, I recently had... But it, this is tough because I don't know how much of it is uh, the difference between this pasta and that pasta or just my taste changing because it's mm. years later now. Our friends around the street, uh, around the corner from us, um, are huge food people. They are they make a lot of their, their own stuff. They are bakers, mm. you know, so they, they always have some cra- – they love experimenting. They always got some crazy thing going on. Made their own pasta recently, invited us to come around and eat it, and it was delicious. Mm. Delicious, you know, and it was the same thing. It's like it, – it's – it's the technology has advanced slightly, but you know, the same kind of cranking the machine and stuff like that and had but now there's more um racks for drying pasta sure, than yeah. there less used towels. to be. Yes, less <laughs> towels. Um and it was delicious, you know. Yeah. Uh so I don't know. I feel bad that I didn't like my my own mother's homemade pasta. Well, you were also a kid, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're at school eating yeah. dunkaroos and stuff, and then you come it's home. It's true. I feel like as a kid, but when you I never... was a, so much of that stuff did not exist when I was a kid. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. There was there was there was I think way less options of you know, sort of garbage for kids <laughs> that, <laughs> that <laughs> you didn't have lunchables back then. No, I I remember I was an adult when Lunchables came out. I think, really? yeah, yeah. I, I think it's funny because I think you're right. I, I, my mom would slave and cook this Persian food for like three days, and I'd bring it to school and I'd trade it for like some Lunchables. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I'd be like, I don't want this junk. Oh yeah, <laughs> I want American food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you have a favorite uh, Italian meal that you had, like at a restaurant? Let's say, like a honest to God, like I. I could eat spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> anywhere. It's yeah. it's tough to beat. Yeah. Now, of course, there's there's Italian restaurants. Um, uh, 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 there's Italian restaurant in our neighborhood we go to all the time, and I always try a different thing. Which one? Um, uh, Alacqua. Alacqua, new yeah. place, right? It's a relatively new place. Yeah, it opened up not long after we moved into that neighborhood. Uh-huh. When we first went, it was like. 
we tried everything and we really liked the ambiance of the place, but the food just wasn't that good. And then we tried the pizza. The pizza was so good. Mm. And now the rest of the food has caught up. So all of their pasta dishes are terrific. And um, so I'll always try a different thing. And anytime I go out to... Uh, an Italian restaurant, I'll always try, I always look for a thing that I haven't had before, you know, a type of pasta or a way it's prepared or whatever. But every once in a while, man, spaghetti and meatballs, mm. Mm. boy, oh boy, can't it's it. really good. Yeah, that's also one of those things that brings up memory, like a food memory mm-hmm. type uh, thing, like a simple but done well can mm-hmm. blow mm-hmm. your mind. Fast food, favorite. Oh, fast you were, food. You were on the road for a long time. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm sure. <laughs> that's, Man, being a comic on the road, and if you're playing some club where it's like, uh, yeah, we put you up at this hotel. It's so close to the club, but the club's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this. Is, I only spent an hour of the day at this place. Why do I have to be so close to here? <laughs> right. um, but like, I remember some one very bleak gig where I was, I was probably going through something at the time, and I was like getting... I was eating at the Perkins every day, mm, and classic. then oh, what a drag! Like Just, that, uh, that Denny's, was, but sadder. That was bleak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like people at Perkins that that work at Perkins that are like, oh, I wish I could get called up to the big leagues to work at the Denny's. <laughs> yeah. Um, fast food. When I first moved here, and we had. I discovered Jack in the Box. I've never because eaten a Jack in the Box. That was not a thing where I grew up. Mm-hmm. It was a regional thing. And so you'd see, like, <laughs> I remember seeing Johnny Carson make jokes about Jack in the Box. Like, what is what Jack is in the Box? <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and like on what's happening, they talk about fat burger. Yeah. <laughs> That's bold for a, for a network television sitcom to make regional food jokes. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I had no idea. But I think my, I think my favorite probably is, uh, probably a McDonald's, a, a double quarter pounder with cheese. Ooh, old faithful. That's a thing that I will allow myself to eat maybe once every five years. <laughs> wow. And I had it recently because I had this weird day where I had, it's not that weird, unfortunately, but back to back to back appointments. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize, oh yeah, I have to factor in that I have to travel to all these things mm. in Los Angeles. And so I never factored in <laughs> lunch. Right. Like, when am I going to eat? And so I was on, between the th- second and third things and I was late for everything. Mm. I was a half hour late for all of these appointments because I forgot about the first one. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, no, So that put me behind the entire day. And then one of them you showed up to with a bag of McDonald's. Oh, no, I ate in the car. Uh, yes. Ate in the car. Like a real man. Taking bites at stoplights. Yep. Um, I got a quarter pounder, a double quarter pounder with cheese, and it was fucking delicious. Uh, so <laughs> Like the, the first bite, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. Yep. Uh, this would go great with that bottle of Dom in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been saving that for a special occasion, and I, I think like some special occasions have come and gone, and we still haven't. We just forget it's in there. Yeah. It's like part of the fridge now. <laughs> it anchors the fridge. It, looks it anchors great. the fridge. It looks great up there. Um, you can see that's clear tape. Oh, it's not duct tape. It's not duct tape. That would be very funny if it was <laughs> trying to preserve <laughs> like the structural integrity yeah. of that box. We bought this uh, on Canal Street. Some guy was selling Dom Perignon. <laughs> it's got duct tape on it. Um, so uh, home food, favorite home cooked meal. That's really tough because Janie, Janie is a great cook. She is my a great wife, cook. Yes, and she says, 
you just like everything that I make, which is kind of true. But I'm trying to think like a favorite thing that she makes. She makes a baked ziti that I really love. Um, she makes stuff up like uh, it's like it's hard because there are things that she makes that are not sort of known recipes, but mm-hmm. she'll make them a lot. And it's like I like that thing. That thing. It's an original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she's like, is she the type that will go to the farmer's market, get a bunch of stuff, not know what she's going to make, and then come home? Absolutely. And like, oh, that's cool. So yeah. she knows what she's doing. She's got a million. She's got a million cookbooks, and she'll make stuff from that. But she'll also, you know, just like sometimes out of necessity, where she hasn't gotten a bunch of, she'll just get like some chicken, and then it's like, let's see what's in the fridge, and mm-hmm. we'll put it all together. I'm I'm blanking because I feel like there's definitely a staple thing that she makes that I love that it's it's a go-to for us and I can't think of it now. And let's say the let's say it's Janie's birthday. She's coming home. You want to surprise her. You want to surprise her. You've been slaving away all day taking those trumpet lessons. You've been taking the tr- <laughs> Um, she walks into the door, slaving away. You've been on Epicurious. You've been on YouTube. (laughs) You've been getting all the recipes. You've been seeing what Mary Batal, all the different types of recipes for this dish that you are making. What are you making? Uh, if I were to, we've talked about this because we have friends where it's a similar situation where the wife is an amazing cook and loves to cook, cooks all the time. And the husband has one big meal yeah. that he will make once a year. It's like, it's time. I'm going to do yeah. it. Yeah. And he cooks for the whole family. And I feel like I got to have one of those things. And I think it would be something Italian for sure. Something Italian. I think I would make like, I would love I would love to be able to make like an arrabbiata, like to make mm-hmm. a nice spicy sauce with some pasta and uh, a little meat. And I, th- I, that w- I would make that my thing. Interesting. Can I tell you what... Uh- what the secret is to all that good sure, stuff. Sure, Because I, I, I think I'm gl- getting your flavor palette. <laughs> I think I'm getting it. Anchovies. Anchovies. You are not getting my flavor Hear me palette. out. No, they do. They add a base. They add a base. When you're making a sauce, it melts in there. You won't taste it, but it adds that umami. Can I tell you, you what? I don't mind. I, I Umami Burger is a sponsor, by the way. <laughs> I have to say umami three times during the... Uh, <laughs> um, mushrooms, anchovies... I can take if they are, like, totally ground up. Yeah. No, I'm not saying we bring you a plate of anchovies and with, with toothpicks and you just go to town. That's, like it weirdo. sounds like that's what you said. No, no, no. Am no, I no. wrong? Let's play Is the tape it just back. Me? It sounds like that's what he said. <laughs> Wait. the tape. Tawny, you literally said it's a base, and I said, yeah, it's a base. I, I remember you recall. saying, I remember you saying... <laughs> You should eat a plate of anchovies. You should get an anchovy and eat it like a cartoon cat. Just (laughs) pull out the skeleton. (laughs) Do anchovies have skeletons? They do. Or is that sardines? They're so small. Yeah, there's a little little skeleton. Nate eats them. My husband eats them like whole, like a cartoon cat. Oh. Yeah. Well, it depends on your anchovies. You got your dry, you got your salted... And you got your uh, the, oh, no. uh, oil, the oil ones. The New ones York Dan. Oil. Yeah. <laughs> New York <laughs> yeah. Dan's back, everybody. New York Dan's back. Dan Hatton. <laughs> we'll get back to Paul and Tawny in a second. But first, statistics show that 96% of Americans, when making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, put the peanut butter first, then the jelly on after. Which means that 4% of Americans are fucking monsters. We're back, and it's time to talk about... (laughs) Uh, We all have our food pet peeves. Paul, it seems like you got one that you really want to talk about. 
I, I think that shared plates does not work with because were you there in Austin, right? We yeah. went to another place that was sort of like we we sort of found out accidentally that it was a shared food shared plate place, I and love then that it was place. like the food was really good, but it's we ordered too much stuff. It was and it took forever. The the service was bad. Yeah. That dude, that weird dude that waited we on us. We had a weird waiter. He was a weird guy. Oh, you're talking about the Italian place. You know I was mad See, already. Oh, you I was already mad. I, was I already remember mad. this because I wasn't even there. And you guys were on the group chat, you were like, Dan, you would have died if you uh, went yeah, to this restaurant. It's I true. So you would have lost mad. your mind. And my yeah. foodie friends in Austin, when I told them where I was going to dinner, their faces were like, really? What's the name? What's the name of the place? We want a restaurant shame, people. No, no, we no, will no, restaurant no, shame. no, no, no. We will restaurant shame. No, 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 no. Because maybe they're good now. Well, what are we going to put on the restaurant shame site? <laughs> we need content. It can't be blank. <laughs> I'm not going to restaurant shame an Italian place because I I'm always on the wrong side of this. So if but if Paul says it was bad, it was bad. The food was the food was good. The overall experience was not good. Can I? And I feel like shared shared plate mm. places. No more than three people. Like you should not go with a party of more than three people. Yes. It takes too long and everybody either, you either order way too much food or everybody goes away hungry. But counterpoint, yeah. then the good place we went to in Austin was also shared plate. And I feel like everyone had a great time. Well, Do you I, disagree? I wasn't there. So I wouldn't Yes, know. you were. You sat next to me. And well, Natalie Morales sat across from us. Name drop. Oh, no. that place. That place oh, was, that was good. The, yes. Yeah. That place yes. was good. You were there too, Dan. I fell in love with Natalie Morales at that time. We could tell. Oh, she's really? the best. Yeah. Was that being too uh, obvious? No, I was just like, I'm ignored now. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a corner <laughs> and across from me was you two falling in love. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> but at least was, these Brussels sprouts are good. I remember I reached out to her. I was like, you should come to a comedy show. She's like, yeah, me and my boyfriend would love to come. And I was like, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Still effective. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Always uh, go with the classics. Can I tell you, uh, can I piggyback on your restaurant pitch? Sure. I hate when the fucking waiter was like, have, have you been here before? Do you know how this works? Why? Can Why I explain it to you? Yeah, I know how it fucking works. I point to something. And then a chef will cook it and bring it to the table. No, I, no you're wrong for this. I hate it so much. You're wrong for this because some people really do show up to a place and are like, I'm confused. Am I supposed to just order one giant plate of octopus and that's all I get to eat? Are <laughs> I supposed to share shit? Like, people don't always know how to restaurant. You how to know how. That's so, true. Like, but I, I, I understand what you mean, though, that it's become – there's a thing with – restaurants that happens where they all start saying the same phrases mm -hmm. and it's weird how it's, I don't know how it's spread, but like when, when servers started saying all, all of a sudden everyone started saying, how are first bites <laughs> where they, they come up with these weird phrases and it's like one place is like, we're going to do it differently. So instead of, <laughs> instead of saying, how are you liking it so far? I want you to say, how are first bites? Oh my God. I've never heard that. I would You've flip. You've never heard that? I would flip the, I would flip the table over. Disgusting. I hear it a lot. I would flip the fucking table yeah. over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How are first You'd bites? go on a damn page. I'd go on a damn page. <laughs> I was going to go on a tangent about first bites, but I don't think we need it. <laughs> you know what I also but don't like? But you know what I mean? Where it's like all of a sudden everybody's saying this? How well, did this happen? It's because there's like a thing about like service design now that's happening with restaurants where people are designing, Ooh. you know, consultants are coming in and right. saying like, here's the way to do it, whatever. 
So that is a response to what people used to say was like, how is everything? Yeah. When like you've just started tasting it, there was a feeling of like, well, we've just started. We can't tell you how everything is. Isn't this boring? Uh, is this why you no, have me on? No, I love this. <laughs> I, this is the stuff I get off on. But here's what this reminds me of. when In the, in the lead up to our wedding, we started watching all these uh, wedding shows, wedding planning shows, uh-huh. right? And we, and then after our wedding, we never watched another one again, right? Sure. But we noticed a thing. It was, I think it was platinum weddings where it's just assholes trying to spend as much money mm-hmm. as possible on mm-hmm. their garbage wedding. Yeah. And we noticed. After you watch like five episodes, you realize, oh, this is a total scam where these these they're making up shit for you to have at your wedding. And it's just it's just taking advantage of, well, I guess the worst people on Earth, people that just want to like somehow rub it in people's faces who are invited to their wedding. Like, look how much money we spent looking for a way to matter. Yeah. So like like shit made out of ice and then a customized, you know, carving gobo that will shine your initials on the floor. (laughs) You know, all this stuff. I love that this is the most expensive thing you could think of is a customized gobo. It's like that's. But you know that they they like charge them a bunch of money for it. You're right. They probably do charge. It's a piece of cardboard with (laughs) stuff cut out of it. Yeah. It's crazy. People get like a cigar rolling station, like all this dumb shit. And then so after you see it like the third time, you're sort of like, wait, what? This is a thing like a lot of people are getting. And so you realize it's just they've all agreed because it was all different companies. They've all agreed like, oh, okay, this is what we're going to. You know, we've invented a thing to fleece people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I have an issue with wedding sushi. Yeah. Oh, that's a oh, big sure. – I feel like that's I a huge gamble. Well, it, yes, it's a huge gamble. <laughs> that's, Number one. That's crazy. Number two, they just, like, give you a plate and then the soy sauce is there and the and the gingers – like, and they just – everyone just pours the shit on top. It's very messy. Well, because also a <laughs> wedding is basically – I realized this when I basically planned my entire one and we were our own band. I realized that a wedding is the first ever time a restaurant is getting together. Like, it's the first time you're, like, throwing a restaurant. Yes. It's the first time, like, a performance <laughs> – is happening like it's opening night of a weird rock musical it's opening night of a restaurant that has never been together before like every no one's ever worked with each other before there's no like I kept saying like I needed a stage manager at my wedding I was like right. I just need someone who's like knows how to run this shit because someone who could coordinate things yes. <laughs> right instead of me doing it myself and then there's, yeah. and there's a bunch of people that would never be at the same restaurant together never in the same place no mm-hmm. and the servers don't give a shit about the food because they're not you know really trying to be servers no yeah. shade to them what what happens if somebody doesn't like sushi, let's say? If you can imagine such a person. Mm. If somebody doesn't love sushi? Yeah. No, I mean, su- I, usually they have the sushi section. It's not like that's like you have to have sushi or you, or you oh, can't be a part I of the see. Wedding, okay. wedding party. It's an um, extra bullshit thing. It's an thing. extra bullshit thing. Yeah. I was thinking about it. station. I was going off. I was, I was yeah, doing a tangent on the, on the bullshit things. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, but bringing it back to pet peeves, one other thing that I just, because you were talking about the servers, what about when they say... Um, do you want to hear my specials? I have a salmon. Um, I also have a... I'm like, fucker, you don't have shit. No, I like that. You're <sighs> wrong for this. God damn it, Also, Tony. when's the last time you had a service job? 
I would never. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Okay, as, as maybe the person with the most recent service industry experience, I feel like that is an example of, you know, you get these, like, career servers, right? Like, in L.A., we don't really have that because everyone's trying to do other jobs, right. which is, like, fine. But in other cities, you have people whose life career it is to work at these amazing restaurants. And so they take pride in the food, and they say things like, I have this tonight, because they actually are excited Just about it. Just say we. Yeah. Say we have this tonight. Well, sometimes no, they say we, but, like— yeah. They're like, I, hey, I'm here to serve you. This is what I have to offer you. I like it. I like it. It makes it seem like the guy's in charge. So like he Italian. Knows what he's doing. <laughs> so Italian. We got Italian Paul. We got New York Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Philadelphia and I ordered a cheesesteak and I wanted provolone on it and they fucking it, it, like. Did you I, ask for provolone? It was like I wore it was it was like I wore a Trump hat to Williamsburg. Uh, <laughs> they, what they place l- were you at? Um, I think I was at Pat's. Okay. And is that not allowed? Is that like a they thing? Lose, they're like, oh, cheese whiz. You gotta get the cheese whiz. It's, oh. yes. It's, here's the thing. The, the way some restaurants will tell you that the cheesesteak is supposed to be served is with provolone. I personally think it's a very boring cheese on a cheesesteak. Hmm. And I like to go with American cheese, mm-hmm. which is delicious on a cheesesteak. Or honestly, cheese whiz, which is junky as it is, it fucking works. Yeah, on a cheese steak. I can get. Da- I'm. I, I. I can get down with any either or. But They're that's all the pretty thing. But it doesn't. It's like when it's people have food. rules about. It's garbage it's food. Garbage people food. have <laughs> rules about this stuff. It's like you can't. You just yeah. eat what you like. Yeah. Eat what you like. Don't put ketchup on a hot dog in Chicago. I'm saving you the headache. Oh. Everyone will shout you out of the place. It's very stressful. <laughs> and that's another one that people go nuts with the they deep go dish crazy. pizza. Uh, well, I, I was tangenting. Oh, you're not supposed to put ketchup no on a hot dog? No ketchup on a hot dog in Chicago. Don't do it. Mustard, sport pickles, Chill or sport out. peppers. I know. It's very serious and it's like very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. Anyway. Uh, okay, anyone want to plug anything before we get out of here? Is that it? I think so, did yeah. Did we do it? I think we did it. We did it. We done did it. All right. I um, don't know what to plug because I don't have a job. And can you plug that restaurant that I wanted to shame that you wouldn't shame? Which one did the I The one in shame? Austin? No, I will not because uh, yeah, one of our- Yeah, roundabout way of shaming them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come on, man. Come on, Dan. And a friend of ours chose it and I don't want to shame him. Oh, let's no. shame him. No. no. Why? What's wrong with shaming him? He's great. Who is he? What? Just give his Twitter handle. No, no. Come on. It's a friend of yours too. Shut up. Tim? No. no. At Tim Balls. <laughs> no. He wasn't even there. He wasn't there. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins, would you like to plug something? Listen, I'm on Bojack Horseman. You don't ever plug I play, it. Well, because it's like, I feel like there's more famous people on that show and it's being taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's usually like. <laughs> and people are watching it because it's on an accessible streaming yeah, network. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. But I'm very proud of my work on Bojack Horseman. I play Mr. Peanut Butter, who's a talking dog man. Um, so do check that out. Um, on Netflix. On the Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and uh, thank you for eating, and uh, we will... uh, How do you stick the landing on these, Paul? I think you're doing it. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven, executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. To see pictures of Paul F. Tompkins' fridge, information about the restaurants mentioned in today's episode, and more, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and interstitial music by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.